Welcome to the Pasho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho. Today we're going to talk about Jordan Peterson's Rule 11, Don't Bother Children While They Are Skateboarding, which is a meditation in masculinity where children confront danger and become courageous because of that experience. The world is a hard place. As we have mentioned many times in all of the rules of Jordan Peterson, I think it's definitely something that he wants all of his clients and all of his readers to understand. This is not an easy place. This is not a fair place. This is not a peaceful place. You will have trials and tribulations, as we have mentioned several times before. Bad things will befall you. The Taoists and the Buddhists will tell you that life is pain. So how do we then gain fortitude and strength? to deal with all the obstacles and dragons that are going to come into our way. Now, this rule reminds us as a society that we have to allow our children to grow, to take risks, and because of risks, to then reap the rewards that they gain, thus elevating how much confidence they have and allowing them to see the world as a little bit less dangerous and that they are more than willing and more than up to the challenge to take it on. Now, the rule 11 here reminds me of something I mentioned about Jonathan Haidt a little bit ago, where uh, he says that as parents, we need to learn how to prepare our children for the road, not the road for our children. And I really find that, especially in today's time because of COVID, We are falling into this helicopter parent trap where because we are so afraid and so concerned about our children's health and safety that we are going to forego the human experience of confronting threatening things and feeling the sweet taste of overcoming those obstacles and slaying those dragons. You know, it reminds me also during the same conversation of uh, Jonathan Haidt about Nassim Tlaib's quote that uh, or not quote, but his idea on anti-fragility, that we need to make children uh, understand that when bad things befall them, when their heart is broken, when friendships end, when their pet, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, expires, let's say. We need to be able to find that strength and that fortitude to deal with those obstacles and those, you know, events that will certainly befall us in our life because nobody gets to escape those things, unfortunately. You know, today I was looking at my iPhone and, you know, that sends me updates of, you know, different pictures and, you know, portfolios and albums that it puts together. And uh, there was one called Pets and uh, I looked at it and it was, you know, with my cat Blizzard that... You know, he was this beautiful white cat that my wife had. Uh, And then when I met my wife, he became my, you know, cat and kind of my best friend. And, you know, uh, it really hurt, you know, when he left. Uh, And it was my first animal that I had to, you know, take in, as it were. You know, I was very lucky. My father has been such a great man. And and all of my other animals that I've had in my life uh, when they had reached their time. And it was, you know, more humane to let them go, then allow them to continue suffering, he would take them in. And so Blizzard was my first pet that I had to do this. And I, I mean, I loved him and it broke my heart. But I knew that this wasn't the end. 
you know, I knew that life would keep going and, you know, everything has, you know, happens for a reason. I really believe that, that our father has it all written out and all ready to go. And that my life and Blizzard's life intersected, you know, as well as with my wife, because we were deemed to be together. Maybe I helped him with his last years of his life. He certainly helped me with a lot of my, you know, stress and anxiety and sadness uh, whenever I felt them. I mean, it's not like I I don't deal with those things on a daily basis, but, you know, he always knew when I had a bad day or an off day and he'd come up to me and hang out with me. And so, you know, we need to learn that. We need to learn that quality because otherwise what happens to your kid if you don't allow them to deal with the the inevitable that's going to happen in life? I mean, when it does happen, how will they respond? You know, we can't pretend that there's nothing good in the world. We can't shelter and hide our children away from all of the bad things. You know, this also reminds me of a great speech from Jordan Peterson in regards to Sleeping Beauty. I'll put it in the link so you can check it out. But his take on Sleeping Beauty is that the parents of Sleeping Beauty, you know, the king and the queen were old. Uh Sleeping Beauty was the only child that they had. And because they were, you know, in their later years and it was their only child, they were overtly overprotective on her to the point where on her 18th birthday and they throw a big party, they don't purposefully, they don't invite Maleficent. In other words, they are parents who are trying to hide evil and bad in the world from their kids as if you could ever do such a thing. And so what happens? Well, Maleficent comes to the party anyway, because there's no way to exist in this life without her. And she makes a curse and, you know, she predicts that there's going to be a spindle and she's going to put her finger on it. Right. And then she's going to go to sleep. And and what do the parents do? You know, when they find out about this, do they teach her about how to be brave and how to, you know, avoid spindles or at least to be wise enough to put on a thimble that you can still, you know, play around with it. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm not a crocheter or knitter or, you know, thimble wearing yarn spinning person. But, you know, I'm a, I would imagine there's something right that they could have taught her that could have then prepared her for when she did encounter, you know, one of those spinning wheels and then she won't touch it. Right. There won't be that curiosity. And then she's not going to pass out and or not pass out, but she won't go to sleep, right, until the prince comes and wakes her up. And even his I, his take on the prince is really cool, too. You know, that it's not necessarily a man needs to save a woman, but this woman can't continue to be weak and, and wimpish all the time. You know, there has to be a balance that women need to have strength, just like men need to have some kind of, you know, compassion and sensitivity and nurturing to them as well. Otherwise, they're not a complete figure. You know, you have to have both. And so because her parents never encouraged her to become stronger, they never helped her in gathering more tools and information and stuff. She doesn't know how to respond when she sees a spinning wheel. You know, I think they make a, a decree where all spinning wheels had to be brought to the castle and they put it up in a tower. And, you know, of course, Sleeping Beauty makes her way there. And because she wasn't prepared for it, you know, she's kind of enamored and hypnotized into then touching it. You know, if you if you don't say its name, right, like we talked about before, you can't then address it. And so they never gave her that opportunity. You know, are we doing the same thing to our kids? Are we teaching them about the evils in the world and letting them know that, hey, the school board is trying to teach you about this stuff and you need to know the truth. You know, and the state is trying to push this stuff and you need to know the truth. Or are you just telling them, don't worry about it. It'll all work itself out. 
And then when there's that class that's teaching them about all of these acronyms and all of these ideologies that are not based in actual science, has nothing to do with anything historically passed down from one generation to the next one. I mean, it's just the first delusional generation to believe such nonsense. Then our children are going to fall victim to this. We need to allow them to confront evil and we need to tell them about the evil that is there so that they know so that they can prepare themselves. Because again, you can't prepare the road for the child. It's impossible. You would have to change it every single moment for every single then human being that's here. Which child are we changing the road for? See, that's nonsensical. You want to change the world. You want to change language so that you and you alone or your one kid or your one friend can feel like they fit in. And the rest of us, what? You just got to deal with it. Or how about you prepare your child for the road and let them know, hey, you go down this road. Just know the world doesn't take kindly. It doesn't accept. It's not tolerant. It might be cruel. Choose wisely. But you don't just pretend that the world is all rainbows and puppies farting out ice cream and sandwiches. You got to tell them the truth. And then you got to let them handle the truth. And let them go out there and actually confront that evil that's there. You know, you can't tell them about it and then never expose them to it because, again, they will never get that skill. They will never get that strength. They will never get that experience. Let your kid take some risks. It's when we take risks that we grow, right? If you do the same thing over and over again in the gym, your muscles aren't going to get any bigger. You know, I mean, you might get more toned. You might burn more fat, but your muscle isn't going to get bigger because you're not challenging yourself. You're not tearing down the muscles that need them to be rebuilt and they come back rebuilt stronger. In our kids' lives, we have to do the same thing. Skateboarding, you know, is just a symbol of risky things like climbing a tree or going down a slide or snowboarding. But you can't protect your child from the world. Bad things are going to happen as, li- as they did to you, as they did to me, as they have done to every single person who has ever breathed our air. Bad things will certainly befall you. And so rule 11 is then a meditation to Find that masculinity and not necessarily being a man because a woman can be masculine as well and be strong. She should be. You know, a woman is strong when she speaks up for what she wants. When she tells the person who she's talking to that she will no longer tolerate X, Y, or Z. To stand up to your mother-in-law and say, I'm going to raise my child the way I want to. To stand up to your boss and say, I deserve a raise. You have to strengthen yourself. Although typically and historically, we have always used that term to man up, as it were. But I really like Disney's Big Hero 6, where they say woman up. Because why not? Why not have that same effect? I know a lot of strong women. My mother was strong, is strong, thank you, Lord. My grandmother, strong woman, able to endure. Man, that's a story in an episode in itself talking about that history. And my Chita, God rest her soul, I think one of the strongest women I've ever known. My aunt, strong. I look at all of my female cousins, and the majority, at least, I would recognize as strong women. So why not say woman up? 
You know, I like to use that in my classroom to change things around. I don't always like to say, man up, son. You know? And us men, we have to remember, too, you know, it's not just one-sided that women have to, you know, take on our attributes. We need to do the same thing. You know, we need to learn to be more humble like women can be. We need to learn to be a little bit more selfless like most women can be. When they exchange that big paycheck for more time to spend with their family and to help their kids and their education to make them feel loved. You know, we can definitely learn from that. So at the end of the day, this is what I want you to walk away with, with rule number 11. Take risks. You will never earn a reward without risks. You walk to a casino table, even if you pick out the color and the number, you won't win a darn thing until you put some of that money down. And so if you don't want your kid to grow up being soft and weak, and soft and weak means an easy prey and target for society then to mold into whatever they want, then you as a parent need to start allowing your child to do some things that maybe you may not be comfortable with. Maybe let them climb that tree that you always tell them to get down. You might get hurt. You know, maybe don't say to your kid, if you go on that roller coaster, you could die. And then you scare the crap out of him. And then he never wants to go on a roller coaster again. And, and you're really going to ask why? You can't do that. Yeah, he could die. But you know what? He could have a great time, too. He could be introduced to something Really amazing, like all the turns and, and gravity and G-forces and all that stuff pulling at you and, you know, just the vibration and, and just having fun and being able to scream and to have the courage to raise your hand when you're going so quickly down something, you know, I mean, yeah, if you jump off this cliff, you might fall, but you could also fly. Let's not forget to teach our kids about that. Let's not be so afraid that we no longer let our kids go and hang out with their friends in the front yard or even the backyard or just in the neighborhood. Let them go. How else are they going to take on the world? How else are they going to deal with strangers? How else are they going to prove themselves in that I can resist peer pressure and I will say no when my friends offer me things that I know are not right and healthy for me? If you never give them that experience, how will they know? How will they fine-tune it and master it? You have to give them that example. You have to allow them to do those things. And if they fall down and they break their arm, so be it. We are not fragile. It did not shatter to a million pieces that now you have to glue back together to create an arm. It's broken. It will heal. And that child will learn a lesson that some risks come with a cost. Pain isn't the end. I still lived. My arm healed. I climbed that tree again, and this time I didn't fall. Don't deprive your kids of the human experience because of your fears, your inadequacies with the world. If you want your children to change this country, this great country back to the great country that it could be again. It's going to start with men and women who are not afraid, not afraid to show their mask, not afraid to breathe fresh air, not afraid to speak the truth and say, no, that's wrong. No generation in history has ever believed this trash, filth, garbage you are spewing. 
The only way to fix reality is to deal with reality. So I will not accept your ungrounded, fallacious claims. But you have to teach them how to do that. You have to give them opportunities to do that. And yeah, sometimes consequences are going to happen. If you revert to ad hominem and call somebody a name, expect a Mike Tyson to the face. And it'll teach you maybe to listen a little bit more than to talk. And to not pick fights with Iron Mike on an airplane. Man, are you kidding me? But anyway, it is these people who push things to the limit that make us stand in awe. When we, saw, when we see a gymnast doing an incredible routine, a perfect 10, after a girl before her just did a 9.98, and you thought it was over, it's those risk takers that give us then that perfection. When you thought everything could already be done in snowboarding and skateboarding, and then you see somebody like Tony Hawk or Sean White come out and create something incredibly new, I bet you it's not because their mommies and daddies at home said, no, don't do that. You could hurt yourself. Let's be the voice of encouragement. Let's be the reason our country is strong again, is great again, that men are men and women are women, and that we share the same qualities because really men and women aren't that different. We are certainly different. And the differences are obvious. I mean, I don't understand how we're pushing such nonsense. But if we're going to change reality, we have to confront reality. And today, that means we need to stand up and speak out against a lot of people who don't like reality because it hasn't helped them. It hasn't worked out for them. They haven't found a way to beat the system or beat the game or to at least learn how to enjoy playing in it. Let's make sure our kids aren't those. Well, thank you very much, guys, for joining me. As always, God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for all of your support. Please share, like, leave me a message. Tell me what you would like me to hear. There's only one more chapter to go of Jordan Peterson, and then I am going to be talking about anything, everything, and all of that in the space between life and death. Until then, guys, take care.